0: Law Talk Radio Thank you for tuning in to ALR PRA's Law Talk Radio. I'm your host Nick Augustine, and this show is produced by ALR PRA Incorporated, a national law practice management agency, headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving Greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Washington DC. We also partner with United States international law firms for intelligent international legal issues. We help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Our primary activities are law firm public relations, marketing, and credentialing. We also offer a wide variety of practice management services to help you with all the back-end business of managing a law firm. Today's guest is Jim Thompson. Jim practiced law for 26 years before retiring. After retiring, he founded the Midwest Consulting Group. At Midwest, the mission is to teach lawyers and other professionals the marketing skills they need to grow their practices. Obviously, with over 43,000 new lawyers graduating every year and a multitude of lawyers being laid off from law firms, there is a definite need for lawyers to learn how to market their services. Jim teaches a program called Get Clients Now, and this is what he's going to share with us this afternoon by way of a discussion on networking and how to avoid some of the common pitfalls in networking that we might not even know are there. We're going to bring you a great show for you this afternoon. We want to invite your caller questions uh, either by calling in to the show at area code 917-889-9732, option 1. To be placed in the queue, the telephone number again is 917-889-9732, option 1 for the queue. You can also uh, send an email to n i c k at com. I have to apologize for having less of a voice today. It is my fault for running around in a blizzard. So, I'm glad that Jim will be taking over much of the show, and I will be quiet, uh, and we'll be getting going just in a moment after we read you a disclaimer and some introductory announcements. By way of disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Results may be variable and based on specific facts and location. Communication with our attorney guests and among guests and callers on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have further questions, you're always encouraged to consult with an attorney and or professional in your area. This program is politically neutral and objective. Counterpoints to views expressed on this show are always welcome. Finally, all callers remain confidential, and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by PRA Incorporated. We have two announcements to bring you before we get moving with our programming today. First, we want to let you know that the International Software and Technology Law Firm of Marcus Stephen Harris, LLC, will be presenting their next software licensing webinar on February 15, 2011. Negotiating software licenses is a complicated process that takes knowledge and skill. Changing technology and new methods for software development and delivery have changed the game. The consequences of getting it wrong can be severe. This webinar will focus on your understanding software licenses, their legal background, and how to maximize your rights while minimizing your risks during the negotiation process. Attorney Marcus Stephen Harris is an attorney who works with technology companies, software developers, and users regarding software development, licensing, ownership, and distribution. Prior to entering the private practice, he was Senior Corporate Counsel at SSA Global Technologies a global ERP software vendor. Mr. Harris also worked in the Legal Contracts Department at SAP, where he drafted and negotiated hundreds of technology-related agreements with SAP's Fortune 500 customer base. For more information about Marcus Stephen Harris, LLC, please visit www.mshtechlaw.com. And if you would like to attend the webinar, you can find a link on the law firm's blog under the Publications tab. Additionally, as ALRPRA is promoting this event, you can email me for more information, and my email, again, is nick, N-I-C-K, at com. We appreciate you passing on information regarding these events. Secondly, we want to let you know that Mary Erlane will be working to help professionals Learn the skills of connecting the dots and removing barriers. On March 15, 2011, from 8 to 9.30 a.m., Mary will conduct a hands-on leadership workshop for women. It's leadership for women and rainmakers and leaders in business. This event will be held in the large boardroom located at 35 East Wecker Drive in Chicago, and ALRPRA is sponsoring your registration fees, making this a free event. Come by and enjoy a light breakfast and enjoy the The Leadership for Women program includes content on issues affecting women in business, such as statistics, barriers, positive leadership qualities of women, goal setting, the challenges of conditioning, and the formula for success. When you attend Mary's workshop, you'll learn to build a positive self-image, understand motivation, and approach the challenges of leadership, time management, and communication. Now, space is limited. So please register today by emailing nick n i c k at a l r p r a dot com with women rainmakers and business leaders in the subject line if you'd like to reserve your complimentary seat at this workshop. ALR PRA Incorporated is a Chambers Executive Suites tenant, and we want to thank Chambers for co-sponsoring this event. So. Without further ado, and to save my voice a little, we are turning things over to Jim Thompson, who's going to talk to us about networking. We'll go through some more definitions, talk about why it's important to network, especially for lawyers. We're going to look at where to network, some likely and not-so-likely places, and then finally some networking do's and don'ts. So, again, Jim, as we've talked about networking in the past, let's try to really hone in on how to avoid some pitfalls and common mistakes that people make out there, especially when you only have one chance to make a first impression and people don't have time to know whether you're having an off day or not. So, Jim, take it away.
1: Okay, thank you, Nick. I'm I'm glad that I can um, help you a little bit out with your, your voice problems, but the people should know that you were out running around voluntarily taking pictures of everyone. So um, if anybody has any sympathy for Nick... Forget it. <laughs> well, he brought it on himself. <laughs> I, had, I think I took
0: some great pictures. I enjoy, I had to experience it for myself. Uh, to be downtown in the Loop in Chicago at 9 a.m. during the biggest snow, well, one of the third biggest snowstorms we've ever had, um, it was definitely uh, something I wasn't going to miss. So maybe it's worth uh, being a little sick. So, Jim, let's talk about networking.
1: Okay, I'll get off that subject. I think, Nick, the first thing I want to do, um, and and you never know how many people have been involved or done networking before, and I'm going to try not to be super basic, but I do want to touch on some of the kind of the basic things. And maybe the the best way to start is to kind of give a definition, and I don't like definitions that much because I think they're kind of sterile, but uh, the American Heritage Dictionary defines network Is to interact, excuse me, or engage in informal communication with others for mutual assistance and support. Okay, so there we have the the definition of networking, and now you have all you need to know about networking, and and we can just kind of end the show. And it would be uh-huh. easy if we could just if we could just stop there. But I think one of the problems, especially with lawyers, and I say this especially with lawyers and other professionals, when I talk to them about networking, there seems to be this. Wall that goes up, if you will, that uh, they don't want anything to do with networking they 've heard about networking they 've heard about networking events um, and they get this vision in their mind that and especially the older lawyers uh, um, and I can say that because i 'm an older lawyer um, they get they get this vision that it's just a bunch of people sitting around uh drinking alcohol, slapping each other on the back talking and 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 for some um it's the good old boy network, and, and boy, have things changed. Um, and I think what I want to do is kind of change that impression. Or, or And I think Michael Port in his book, uh, in, in the book, Book Yourself Solid, uh, gives a, a little bit different definition, and he talks about replacing the word networking with connecting. And if you think about that, uh, that's exactly what, the networking process is. It's connecting. Um, We don't get contacts. We don't find contacts. We don't have contacts. We make connections with real people. I think that's the the, the key right there. Networking, if you look at it from the standpoint of what networking is all about, it is very basically making connections with people. and as I said, um, you know, many of us uh, older lawyers and other professionals, um, and I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit this. When I first started uh, teaching courses on, on lawyer marketing and what lawyers needed to do to market their products and their services as a product, um, I had to learn a lot and rechange or rethink a lot of the old ways that I had. But um, um, you know, we, we we just have to to change our thinking uh, about what networking is. Now, um, let me say this. You know, there's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of courses you can take. There's a lot of workshops on networking and how to network, et cetera, et cetera. And they're obviously all good, and if you can take them, they're great. But for the most part, we can go to these workshops and take these courses, and we tend to, forget all the information we learn, even though it's good information. So I want to point out just one book um, that I I, I think every professional, every lawyer, anyone who is interested in growing their business should have, and it was written by a friend of mine, Bob Berg, who wrote a book uh, called Endless Referrals. Uh, I get nothing for endorsing his book other than knowing that it's probably one of the best books I've seen on the subject. It's Endless Referrals but about half of the book talks about networking, how to network things of this nature. Um, and the other part of the book is the referral process, and, and they're both intertwined. You can't take one without the other. But, but I would certainly recommend that you, um, you you pick up Bob's book. Again, it's endless referrals. You can get it from Amazon for probably, I think it, the last I saw was less than $15, or you can get it at Borders or one of the other bookstores for you know, slightly a little more, but I would take that book
0: and I would use
1: it as a reference guide. It's not one of the books you can just sit down and read in one setting. It's a a reference guide. Uh, If you're going to a networking event, you might want to brush up on some networking skills. You might want to learn some new things. You might want to just keep that on your desk for when you're going out to a networking event. Uh, and I'm going to use networking events, um, it's it's a little, I wish I could say connecting events, but that's kind of, I guess, very difficult for me to come out with, too, but I like the idea of, of it's a connecting event, but we'll, we'll just for the sake of this particular program uh, call it networking and maybe somewhere down the road somebody will be able to um, change everybody's thinking on that. But, again, um, if, you, if you get the opportunity, uh, pick up that book, it will be invaluable for you. Um, so um, let's 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 talk a little bit. Now we talked about what kind of the definition of networking is, the connecting aspect. But why why is it really important for lawyers to connect? Uh, and and that almost goes without saying. I know when I started practicing law, um, the basically the only way that that we had to get business was on a personal referral basis. We did a lot of connecting back then, quite frankly. Uh, we didn't know we were doing it. Uh, we didn't know what it was called, but we got most of our business through referrals from uh, other lawyers, maybe, or primarily from from clients or friends or family and, and things of this nature. Um, now, of course, you've got you know the yellow pages came in uh, and uh, the TV, uh, the ads, the billboards. The internet, you know, just all kinds of different ways to to get your message out to to potential clients. But with all of those, quite frankly, the one thing that's missing is a a personal connection, a personal um, getting to know someone on a personal basis. I, I saw something the other day that talked about um, lawyers and their um, websites. And people are using lawyer websites more to find out about um, and compare lawyers as they are to actually get to know them. Websites, you almost have to have them these days, but they, and quite frankly, that and any other uh, type of uh way to get clients cannot be used in a vacuum everything has to be kind of intertwined and and used together i'm not obviously um, a big ad advocate of yellow pages tvs and billboards but i am pretty much uh, have become a very strong advocate of lawyers using their websites using the internet using social media uh, which has become, you know, quite quite a, a fantastic way for for people to um, to get to know each other. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, I'm going to digress just a little bit about Facebook and how it, you know, that it's not really good for, for getting business, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and the discussion really got around to the thing I like about Facebook on a personal level is the fact that I get to meet people I would never have met before and then at some point, I have connected with them personally, met them in person, and you feel like you already know them. You, you've gotten through that kind of that rough stage of sitting down with someone, and, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but finding out about them. When you you know about their kids, you know that Nick, um, I know goes running around in snowstorms. Um, I know a lot about Nick. I know a lot about uh, other other people that I, that I work with and connect with. And I would never have known it without the the Facebook aspect of it. And so I I think it's just absolutely fantastic to to use Facebook. Is Facebook a networking tool? Uh, Not really, but it can be. And it can be, as I just said. uh, You can get to know someone uh, on a Facebook or a LinkedIn and then later meet them, and it makes it so much easier, of course, if you're at a networking event and you happen to, you know, be on somebody's Facebook and you've never met them personally before, it makes it so much easier for you to go up and, and kind of connect with them. So I digress just a little bit, but but I wanted to get that in because uh, I had been asked that about Facebook and LinkedIn and some of the other um, uh, types of uh, connectors or connecting that, that lawyers can, can use. But why is it, networking important to lawyers? Uh, I think Nick mentioned that, there's something like 43,000 new lawyers uh, that come on or have come on the market or come on the scene since they graduated and i think uh i heard the other day nick one of, one of the folks was saying that there's something like 88,000 lawyers in the state of illinois which makes us around the fourth or fifth largest um uh by I guess volume, um, the largest uh, fourth or fifth uh, number of lawyers in, in in states. I think eighty-eight thousand is quite a significant number. So when you think about that, you have to think about <laughs> there's an awful lot of uh, competition out there to to get clients, and um, so networking is is almost a must if if you're going to um, to to get clients to, to build your practice or to keep your practice growing, you've almost got to find a way where you can get yourself out there and market yourself. Um, something that I, I found out very interesting or thought that was very interesting with regard to, to lawyers and marketing, I go to a quite a number of market or networking events um, on a monthly basis. And uh, to be quite frank with you, um, very seldom do I run across lawyers. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, and, and these are, are, are different events where, where a lawyer could, could fit right in, possibly get business. And there's there's just not lawyers out there using the networking um uh, events that they could be using, and and, and when I talk to lawyers about that, it's, it's it's I get a couple of different answers. Obviously, and and one of those is I'm afraid to go network. I don't know how to network. I don't know what to say. You know, a number of different things come up, and when I I start talking to them about the fact that, you know, and, and we teach, you know, basically, and we'll talk about some of the things that, that that you can do at a networking event that maybe ease some of that that fear. Uh, a little bit later in the program here, but but one of the things that that we talk about is the fact that if we teach you how to do this, it makes it comfortable for you. And if you're one of the lawyers out there that's going to these events, uh, you may 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 be involved with three people. There may be 60, 70, 80 people at a networking event, and look at look at the. The the um, I guess the field of of gold that you have out there that you can kind of you know mine for potential business because there's no other lawyers out there now I don't know how many people are listening to this program Nick but uh, maybe the next two or three networking events I go to here in Chicago will be inundated with with lawyers and hopefully maybe some of that got out to them but I when I as I go around and talk to different lawyer different lawyer groups. Um, I, I try to stress that that is a way to, and we'll talk about the different networking venues you can go to. But going to networking events is is such a low cost way to to get yourself out there to get business. Um, and I just simply sometimes just can't understand why why lawyers don't get that. But you know, uh, for the lawyers that do it, it certainly makes it. Uh, you know, a, a nice field of uh, potential clients on out there. So, again, um, if you are uh, one of those lawyers that's listening uh, and you haven't been to any networking events, hopefully by the end of this program uh, we'll we'll give you some ideas that you can use when you go out there, when you talk uh, to other folks, um, where you can go network, uh, certain types of things that you can do, certain things you can say, certain things you don't want to say, I guess, um, and, and you'll feel much more comfortable when you when you go out there and and, and look for those um, networking events. Uh, do we need to take a break now, Nick, or you want me to keep going? And Nick, you're out there. Since I don't hear him, um, I guess I'll keep going and hope we are we're still on the air. Uh, I don't know what uh, what's going on here, but anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about um, where to network and uh, you know some of the things you can do uh, with regard to um, the different venues that might be out there. Um, the the obviously next logical step we're going to talk about is is where to where you need to network and uh, there there's many different places you can network. And one of the things that I find that that lawyers talk to me about, or where they go and quote connect, is is the meetings where there's other lawyers involved. And um, you know, my thought there is yes, it's it's fine to go and meet and go where there's other lawyers, but um, the, the 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 gist of the matter is that um, lawyers. For the most part, are not going to be your potential clients, or they're not going to refer people to you. Now, I'll, I'll qualify that a little bit as we as we go along here, but um, and, and make an exception. But generally speaking, um, you probably, aside from going for CLE events like that, um, you you probably want to stay away from meeting with lawyers. Is that you back, Nick?
0: I am back. I am back. Technical difficulties. Comcast, I don't know what happened, snow or something. I lost Internet completely for a moment of time. That's what it's like in okay. Snowpocalypse. So I'm back. I'm, <laughs> Good. So the show goes on without me. Is that what I'm learning from this? No,
1: welcome back, yes.
0: <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Well, I, I, I got, I got uh, kind of uh, worried that maybe I was just talking to empty space out there, but hopefully the show was being broadcast and um, there's there's other folks that that, that uh, were able to listen to what I had to say.
0: Certainly, but do we well, need to
1: take a couple of breaks?
0: Yeah, it's it's about time for <laughs> it's about <laughs> that time. All right, so let's pause for our first. I, I, t- I take that everything that you delivered was just golden sage, wonderful advice. Um, <laughs> so again, thank you for anyone who's tuning in. Sorry about technical difficulties and your host. Having a cold, but you are listening to ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio, and our first message today comes from our sponsor, Nancy K. Ducharme. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm serving national and corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. By clicking the Like button on the law firm's business page, you'll receive periodic blog updates with recent developments in the rapidly changing field of intellectual property law. Our second sponsor of the day is The Lawyer Market. Now, I can tell you this is one of the best-kept secrets, this website, for for solos and small firms marketing their practices. You can join The Lawyer Market for free, and the online marketplace will actually send you the name and contact information of consumers who are interested in hiring you. The Lawyer Market place offers a win-win solution to its listed attorneys and potential clients searching for their legal services. Please visit thelawyermarket.com forward slash lawyers for more information. That website, again, is www.thelawyermarket.com forward slash lawyers. Again, for anyone who's interested in calling in, telephone number 917-889-9732, option one to be put in the queue. And always, uh, as always, We can take your emails at nick n i c k at a l r p r a dot com. So back to the show with Jim Thompson. Jim, we were talking. Can you catch me (laughs) for my benefit? Where did we leave off, and where are we going? Okay,
1: Uh, uh, we we started to talk about places uh, where um, lawyers and really other professionals who might be listening to this program uh, really need to look at for their networking venues. And, and what I was saying is, to please think about not going to where there are just lawyers, unless—and I'll tell you the unless in just a minute—but you don't want to just, you know, go to go to events where uh, there's lawyers. And obviously, go to your CLE events and your local bar association events and things like that, and that's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about events where you are actually going to be looking for for potential clients, potential referral partners, things of, uh, of this nature, not not lawyers per se. The one exception I would make is if you um depending on your type of practice, for instance, if you are a um a personal injury lawyer, um, you might want to go to other lawyer uh, domestic relations um bar meetings, um, any other uh, areas where you're going to meet other lawyers who are not in your field of practice, who then can get to know you, can get to like you, and we'll talk about that quite a bit, know, like, and trust you, so that they can refer cases to you as it as they come up, and the same thing for for you as far as referring uh, cases to them. If you're a uh, divorce lawyer, obviously uh, you don't want to go to meetings where there's going to be a bunch of uh, divorce lawyers there because you're all going to be um, kind of competing with each other for the for the same same clients. But uh, again, if, if if it works for you, going to um, other bar association lawyer meetings where uh, there might be folks out there that can refer business to you or, and I say or, and this is probably maybe the most important thing, where you can refer business to them because one of the things that you want to keep in mind is that you're going to develop, and and, and it's all tied in, a referral business is if you're referring people to them and they're referring people back to you. So it's a win-win for everyone. Um, You might want to think about going to, um, meetings where there are potential referral partners for you, um, depending again on your area of practice. Uh, 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 depending on, on, on a real estate lawyer or a, uh, an estate planning lawyer, may want to go to CPA meetings, may want to and hook up with a CPA and get invited to these meetings by a CPA or an insurance agent or a financial planner um go to these type of meetings where there might be uh, potential referral partners for you. I've got a good friend of mine who's an estate planning attorney who's on the board of a of a financial planning organization another insurance organization um so look for uh meetings uh, or events that are are held by uh, these type of groups that, again, could be potential referral partners. Now, of course, we're going to talk about your your standard Chamber of Commerce meetings and and meetings such as that. One of the things I would would really caution you um, is to, if you're going to join a chamber, please make sure that you become active in that particular chamber. I think... Depending on the membership of of where you live and the membership of a particular chamber, you can probably go in and take a look at the uh, chamber listing and you look at attorneys and you may see five, you may see 25 attorney law firms listed. And of that, uh, I know in a couple of the chambers I'm involved in, uh, I think there's something like eight or nine attorneys listed in one and close to 15 in the other one. And I am fairly active in the chambers, and I think I've met a couple, maybe two or three of the attorneys who are listed on uh, or as members of the the Chamber of Commerce. So if you're going to be um, in a chamber and you're going to expect to get any type of business whatsoever from a chamber, uh, you can't just have your name listed, and you can't just kind of go to a meeting every now and then. You you have to, you know, make yourself known. You have to get in, roll up your sleeves, join a committee, do some of the work, things of that nature. Um, You want to, uh, you know, you might want to get involved and and think about, uh, well, Rotary and and some of the other service clubs. Obviously, if you get involved in those, um, you're going to have to do work. I think they they pretty much expect it. if you join, you're going to be working. Uh, chambers are a little bit different. Uh, one of the things you might want to think about, too, is uh, if there's a junior achievement uh, chapter or organization in your your area, in your county, or wherever you live, um, that could be a, a real good referral source for you for a couple of different reasons. Number one, most of the junior achievements, they work with other business people, um, so you may go into a school and, and do presentations. I was at one; uh, I think it was last Friday, and met four business people who uh, I will connect with, who who uh, are not lawyers uh, but are other business professionals who um, I will connect with and certainly be able to connect them with some folks. And it was kind of really kind of like. This this is really kind of a way to 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 meet other business professionals and, and wanted to pass it on. You know something else you might not think about it this way, but you may be giving a a talk, say, or, or presenting a program to a uh, high school seniors in high school, and there might be two or three young people in that, that that want to be attorneys. You can talk to them. There may be two or three people in there that's their parents own businesses. They may go back and say to their mom or dad or whoever it is that owns a business, you know, John, uh, Mr. John Smith, this lawyer, came in and gave us this great presentation today not on the law but on other things and he really was really neat. I really liked him and that may lead to some business So, so kind of look elsewhere for maybe some of your non-traditional networking events, if you will. Um, of course, there's the, the political aspect of of networking um, and some of the different things. I'm not going to even go into that. Uh, I don't want to offend anyone here, but if uh, politics uh, uh, is something that you like or you, you, you want to get involved in, not just running for office, but becoming involved with uh, helping political organizations or candidates, uh, that's another great way way to to network so that's you know so you got to think outside the box what what can help me and 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 not where there's a bunch of other lawyers but what can help me and how i can help them you almost got to look at it from the standpoint of yes you're going to be getting some benefit from networking but you're going to be giving some benefit so kind of look at organizations or uh, clubs or uh... Any type of um, group that you can give back to, because you're going to. Once you give back, uh, you're going to get a lot more than you'll ever get. But look for those type of organizations. Um, so uh, again, there's a lot of different networking venues out there uh, that you can look at. Uh, pick them carefully. It may mean that you have to go to a networking event two or three times. In fact, let me say this. I would uh, make sure that if you go to a networking event and you're not really 100% sure of it, go back a couple times because the first time you go there, you might not feel comfortable. uh, It may not work for you. Check it out a couple times. Now, if you go to a networking event and you are totally turned off by it, we've all been to, to different type of events like that where we go in and go, you know, this just isn't for me, I made a big mistake, then don't go back. But don't think that just because you go to a, a networking event one time uh, that people are going to, um, to to automatically send you business because that just is not going to, going to happen. You need to make sure that you find a couple. And, and, again, think about how much time you can spend going to various networking events. You may be able to go to one a week. Maybe I to go to one a month, I would certainly suggest that at a minimum, you try to go to one networking event at least every other week, so two a month that would be a minimum uh, If you can do once a week that that's that's fantastic. and Remember uh, a lot of networking events are held during lunch hour. A lot of them are held early in the morning before you uh, get ready for the day. Some are held after or in the evening. So you can still go to some of these networking events uh, without breaking up your your business day, your working day, if you will.
0: Very so true. Take a
1: look around and and yeah, and see what's out there. Um, and 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 again, pick pick them wisely you know some groups may only have one type of an event every six months or whatever you know go to that event when you go to that event you may find that although they may only have one type of an event say every six months that somebody will tell you about another event that they have monthly or weekly i found out about a couple of other events um that that i'd be interested in uh i guess it was last thursday when i was talking to someone They said well jim you might Think about these two events to go to, and I go. That could be very good for me. So you just never know where you're going to go. Keep your ears open, but go out, take a look around. There's just, and I think in the Chicago area. and I don't know whether this is true elsewhere, but in the Chicago area, there's a website you can go. It's Net Networking Monkey. Is that right, Nick? I don't yeah, know that new one. I-
0: I was just going to I was just going to tell people about networkingmonkey.com. I think networking monkey is a great idea. It's a great site and the professionals who run that site are there to help us find these events and find things where we might see an uh, you know an event or a speaker or something of personal interest because and this is my two cents and then we're going to pause for um, some daily legal news, but my two cents is that if you attend an event where you are personally interested, you are motivated, you're passionate about the subject matter, you're going to be natural and you're going to meet more people and they're going to get the real you instead of the you delivering an elevator speech. Um, and again, the key to elevator speeches is, is don't let people know it's an elevator speech. So we'll be right back with Jim Thompson in a moment. For anyone just tuning in, you're listening to PRA's Law Talk Radio. Call in number is area code 917 889 9732. Option 1 to be placed in the queue. Today's daily legal news comes from the Amlaw Daily. Printed today, it is titled Report Howree Partners Press to Act on Winston Offers, posted by Demetria Kasinidz, by Petra Pasternak, the recorder. The text reads. The pressure is on for Howery participants to make up their minds about where to go. In a partnership meeting held Tuesday, Chairman Robert Ruiak and Winston & Strawn managing partner Thomas Fitzgerald encouraged these Howery partners with offers from Winston to accept them as soon as possible, and current and former Howry lawyers said today. Winston handed out individual offers to three-quarters of Howry's partners over the last weekend, asking for a response within three weeks. A lot of people will be making up their mind in the next week or so, says former Howery partner uh, predicted. A lot of people will be going with the Winston program. One question some legal observers are asking is how Winston will ensure it gets enough rainmakers along with service partners. What will they do if the only the service partners accept the offers and none of the rainmakers do, said a California legal recruiter involving in, involved in some discussions. She says, that is my big question. That would impact their profits and would just be insane. Ruyak didn't respond to her request for comment. You can find more on this story and other stories at the Amlaw Daily Legal News. Also want to let you know about our third sponsor is Get Clients Now host Jim Thompson. He's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach you need to talk to. Call in today if you want to talk to him because he's on this show. His program called Get Clients Now helps you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is a recurring guest on our Law Talk radio shows regarding attorney marketing. To learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net and also check out his testimonials on Facebook by searching Get Clients Now. ALRPRA strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and understands the personal accountability component of this course. Again, you can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by visiting MidwestConsultants.net. All right, Jim, back to you and back to networking. Um, We just finished up talking about finding some of the – Finding networking events in, in different places. Uh, can we move on to a little bit of some of the, the faux pas or things we don't want to do in networking? And I apologize if you touched on a little of these before, but I think with the uh, mistakes to avoid is a good area of focus.
1: Yeah, I think we'll go forward with that in just a second. I, I would want to say, just listening to that law minute or whatever, uh, where the law firm's breaking up. Um, if they're having problems with rainmakers, they can give me a call, and we'll, we'll, we'll get them on the right track.
0: There you go. <laughs> there we go. Anyone, yeah, anyone involved in the Winston and Strawn deal, if you're not interested and want to go out on your own, call Jim Thompson. Call us, too. Okay. We'll help you fail our PRA as well.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Um, I, I want to do uh, just a couple uh, little things about where to network, and then we'll go into the do's and don'ts. I want people to think about, networking as connecting anywhere you are. And that could be as simple as being in a grocery store, being at one of your kids' athletic events or school functions. You know, always be ready to connect. Uh, and, and here's something else that, that I know you mentioned something or we were talking about this, Nick. I don't know, about uh, younger lawyers in transition doing pro bono work. Sure. There's no better way to network quite frankly, for some of these younger lawyers or lawyers that are in transition, then to do some pro bono work, and they are, in essence, networking with court personnel. They're networking with other lawyers. Um, that's not a traditional networking venue, but think outside the box. If you are working with on a pro bono case or you're working with a uh, uh, helping in a court situation, you're coming in contact with other people. Make sure you connect with them, and we'll talk a little bit about kind of what you should say in just a minute. But let's let's kind of go to the the dos and don'ts. Um, and 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 um, one of the things I, I want to say is, don't go to a networking event expecting to get business right away. Uh, you know, it may happen. Uh, somebody may just learn what you do and say, oh, I've got this problem. Can we talk and this type of thing? But quite frankly, it won't happen. Uh, I will tell you that most of the people you're going to find that will will become clients or will refer you, it may take you months before they actually do it. Um, I'm going to tell you at the end how you might be able to speed up that process, but they need to get to know you, like you, and trust you, not trust in the sense of, um, how we normally think of trust, but trust it you can do the job. Uh, nobody wants to refer anyone to someone else if they don't feel like you can do the job because obviously it's a reflection on the person that's that's going to be re- giving you or referring you. So um, don't be disappointed when you go to a networking event. Don't be disappointed if you don't get any business for even six up to six months. Um Keep going. If you find a networking event you like, and that goes back to what I said just a little while ago, um, if you feel uncomfortable at networking a networking event, then by all means, don't go back. But if you feel comfortable and you're not getting any referrals out of it, don't stop going there. You're going to have to, to develop that relationship, and it's a two-way street. They want to get to know you. The person you're talking to wants to get to know you, and obviously you need to get to know them so that you can in turn make referrals um, uh, for for them. So uh, again, don't don't give up. Uh, you know, I've I've seen people. I've I've lawyers have said to me, well, Jim, I went to this networking event and it just wasn't working for me. It didn't work. I don't like it. And I go, well, how many times did you go? I, says, oh, I went once. Oh really it's not working for you, and you went one time you know, so don't get that attitude. keep going back and um you know it'll work for you if you find um you know the networking event that you feel comfortable with um, now please I, this doesn't happen as much as it used to, but don't don't be one of these guys that goes around and and says you know." goes up to someone and says, hey, how are you? I'm Jim Thompson. I'm an attorney. Uh, here's my card. If I can ever help you with anything, please give me a call. And then zip, I go to the next person. Uh, I don't see that happening as much as I used to, but there's still some folks out there that still don't get it. Um, you cannot just go into a networking event with the idea that you're going to meet as many people as possible because, quite frankly, um, if somebody comes up to me, and they and I've seen this, and I just, I don't know, I, I, just, I, I guess sometimes I think people just don't get the, the idea what networking is. They walk around with a handful of business cards in their hand, just ready to just kind of shuffle it out like a deck of cards. I'm going, you know, you give me a business card like that. You walk and give me a business card. It's going right in the trash can as soon as I can, Um Make sure that um, you 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 understand that you're there to meet people, to talk to them, to develop a relationship, and your goal is not to see how many cards you can pass out or how many cards you can collect. Uh, I, I know people will come up and say, you know, can I have your card? They'll take my card, and then I'll get a call the next day saying, hey, I want to do business with you. They probably don't even know me. They don't know what I do and obviously i'm not going to do business with them cuz they haven't taken the time to even to even get to know what 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 um services i can provide um going back to the business cards um make sure that you have a very good professionally done business card uh most attorneys that doesn't seem to be a problem most attorneys seem to have a very professionally well done card uh, but I have seen some some attorneys that, um, you know, it's almost like, and, and I think maybe they have in some respects, made the business cards themselves with one of these do-it-yourself kits, and, and that speaks volumes of what type of an attorney you are. Have a, have a business card that's done very professionally. Now, the next thing I'm going to say has a lot to do with with maybe the jurisdiction you practice in and what you can and cannot do ethically. But if you can, I would try to um, put something on the back of your business card uh, that lets people know what type of an attorney you are or what you do, Uh, not just, you know, you you see the front uh, Jim Thompson, uh, attorney at law, blah, 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 but on the back, you know, what type of law you practice, you know, and maybe, you know, I'm an estate planning attorney, uh, things of that nature, so that you know, you, you you've paid for the card. You might as well use both sides of it. So, if you're permitted to do that in the jurisdiction you're in, make sure that your both sides of your cards are are covered with. So that and then, now I don't know. And I I will tell you this. Um, I've only seen a few attorneys do this, and I don't know how I feel about having a picture on the card. Um, I uh, I have a picture on my card primarily um, because obviously I don't practice law anymore, I'm retired. But if I was practicing law, I don't know how I'd feel about that. So, again, that's a personal thing. But I will say this. If you go to enough networking events, uh, it is so nice. I know from my standpoint, when I get back and I've gotten three or four or five business cards, and that's normally how many I'll get in a networking event. Um, I don't try to get many business cards. If somebody gives me a business card with a picture on it, that helps me remember them. So, if you can in your jurisdiction, and if you are comfortable with it, um, have your picture on your business card, but have it professionally done. Have a professional picture, um, you know, um, in a suit, you know, that type of thing, so that uh, it looks uh, looks very professional. Uh, This is something. I am going to say, um, and it, it almost goes without saying, almost means I, or I almost should not have to say this. But if you go to a networking event where there is alcohol, do not drink. Or if you're going to have a drink, hey, maybe have one beer. Um, first of all, you're not at these networking events to Okay, you're there to work. You're you're there to to to, to you're working, quite frankly. Um, save the drinking for your time to party. You never know who might be kind of watching you. Um, you know, you might pick up a drink and that's fine, but your potential client out there might be somebody who's a total teetotaler and, you know, that may just totally turn them off. So I would be very careful if, if I go to a, a networking event where there is alcohol um, being served. The other thing, and this, again, goes without saying, I'm sure some of you have been at networking events or other events where um, the alcohol is flowing rather freely, and there's a few people that decide that because it's free, they're going to drink as much as they can, and they get totally blitzed and, you know, just make fools of themselves. Obviously, that um, should be uh, something that doesn't have to be said, but... You know, uh, sometimes the most obvious things uh, you have to kind of let people know about. Okay. Uh, do we need to take a break, Nick? Or
0: yes, do we, we do. To- no, no, no. This is a good time to take a break. Um, I w- wanted you to get all your content delivered there. Um, <laughs> apologizing again for losing signal earlier. Um, again, such good, av- good advice about some of the networking events. I don't have anything to add right now. It's most what I would tell you as well. Um, I've seen too many people, uh, again, some of the young lawyer networking events, especially be careful because I know it, Depending on the Bar Association, you, you never know who's going to be there, and a lot of these events have free flow of open bar, and I've seen people make stupid mistakes. So good, good uh, advice there, Jim. So we'll be right back in a moment. For anyone who's just tuned in, you're listening to ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. We have some law practice management resources to bring to you, and then we'll be back with our show. The first it comes from the American Bar Association, ababooks.org, called About the Way of the Lawyer. Since the dawn of civilization, seemingly minor disagreements have blossomed into major disputes for for a broad range of reasons. Today, the negotiated resolution of disputes in business setting remains the preferred method of dispute resolution, and the trial lawyers emerge as the modern samurai who will engage in the battle on behalf of their client. This engaging book is your battle manual for the art of war in the legal arena. Author Chris Scott Graham shares the skills you'll need to developed and honored by trial, sorry, developed and honored by trial lawyers over the years to succeed in the battles you'll undertake on behalf of your clients. More than the mere knowledge of legal principles relating to evidence and procedure, this book supplies the insight and strategies, gleaned through years of hard work, and austere observation in the legal profession. In its 50 chapters, you'll find concrete advice for negotiating, presenting, and litigating a case, many presented through fascinating real-world examples. Each chapter concludes with a succinct summary of the essential information it contains. Be prepared for your next legal duel with this essential resource. Second resource is the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine for up to date legal news from around Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the law bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. Visit attorneysintransition.com. I'm one of the weekly advice columnists for the Attorneys in Transition publication and feel strongly about the many benefits offered by the Law Bulletin Publishing Company. Our third resource is the Law Practice Management School and Book. Enroll in the webinars or just buy our hands-on book. This is a nuts-and-bolts instruction for law firm management, marketing, technology, and finance. Great for new solos. Email me, nick, at com for more information, and please include the Law Practice Management School in your subject line. Again, reminder, 917-889-9732 is our call-in number. Let's get back to Jim Thompson and uh, talk a little bit about more about networking, some do's and don'ts, and some final tips you want to leave. Go ahead, Jim.
1: Okay, uh, Nick, what, let's go to the things you need to do. And obviously... Uh, you need to do the opposite of some of the things I just told you not to do. That goes without saying. Um, with business cards, keep your business cards in your pocket. Do not give them out unless they are asked for. You're just going to have to trust me on this. You will give them out, but don't you offer a business card. Keep it in your pocket until, and I'll tell you in a minute, when you give the, your business card out. Um, I mentioned having professionally done. One of the things that... that I want you to kind of try and do if you go to networking events is try to meet as many new people as possible while making contacts with people you've already met at a previous event. I know it may be hard, depending on the type of event, to juggle that. But make sure, even in passing, if you've met people at a previous networking event, make sure you at least say hi to them. You may want to talk to them, and that's fine depending on the situation. Let them know you're there. Say hi, how you doing, but also try to meet as many new people as possible Um, because that's where, you know, you were new once, and you want to meet somebody new, and who knows how that relationship will develop. So you've got to have that balance there, okay? Um, Nick mentioned the elevator speech. Um right now we're going to put that out of your mind. Elevator speeches are no more. Um, and some of you may know why elevator speeches came into being and why they're called that, but we're going to put that out. Michael Port did a great article, um, and if anybody wants it, I, I will be glad to send it out. It's how to talk about what you do. And it's about a page and a half. And number one, it talks about nobody wants to listen to your elevator speech. Uh, The elevator speech does not help you sell professional services. And um, somebody in one of my groups said that what we ought to come up with is an EOB um, speech. And it's an EOB stands for Explanation of Benefits. And you should have uh, a couple of them ready. You should have one that's about... Know, five or ten seconds long, just the very basics. It's not I'm a lawyer type thing. It's the type of lawyer you are, what your benefit is. Have a benefit statement. Also have a, a longer one, a, a 10, 15, 20, 30-second um, benefit speech, what you can do for people. Uh, that's what you've got to look for. What's in it for somebody you're talking to? They don't care about you and what you do. They want to know what you can do for them. So, So take your speech um, work on it, practice it, have it so that it's memorized so you can almost um and you can, you know, somebody asks you what you do, blah 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 blah. And you want to also to to try and get their attention to the effect that they go, Hey, that's really neat. I'd like to learn more about what you do. So this is gonna, you know, take some work. You're gonna have to craft this. There's all kinds of uh, courses you can look at and books you can look at, and if you have any questions, uh, obviously it's it's too much detail to try and talk about it here. But if you'd send me an email, I'll I'll hopefully get you on the right track with regard to working on your um, EOB uh, statement. Um, here's the other thing that I see a lot of people do, and I want to put this in a positive slant. Um, when you meet someone. Let them do most of the talking. Let them do somewhere about 80% of the talking. Here's what you want you want to get to know them. Because, again, they don't care about you. You start telling them what you do and how great you are, and what are, you know, they don't care. You listen to what they have to say. People love to talk to or talk about themselves. So so let them talk about 80% of the time.
0: Can I have, um, and jump in there? Can I jump in there with a story? Sure. My dad always tells me this. <laughs> I've heard this so many times. He said, in my father works in radio advertising and was very, very busy networking um, himself for most of his career. And he would tell me so many stories about uh, those he would have a conversation with. And, it was 90% the other person talking and my father just nodding. And afterwards, Mm -hmm. the person would talk to them and say, oh, I remember talking to John Augustine. We had such a great conversation. And he says, I never said a word. So some of the best conversations, you don't have to say a word.
1: That's that's absolutely so totally true. If you don't believe it, guys out there, try it. It works. Um, Let me say one other thing. Um, Bob Berg... um, Again, I, I, I bring that up because Bob has a list of 20, 10 questions that you can you know, basically memorize, if you will, that you can use. So if you don't know what to ask someone, memorize. And you'll never use all of them, obviously. Uh, you may use one or two or three or four of them in a conversation. Uh, but have some of these memorized so that you can ask these questions and get the feedback and get somebody talking. And, and a lot of times when you get somebody talking, You know, it just rolls. One of the questions I like to use um, and ask people, and it kind of breaks down a whole bunch of barriers, is, you know, uh, something to the effect of, you know, when you're not working on your business, uh, when you're not whatever your business is, what do you like to do for fun? And everybody likes to talk about their golf game or their fishing or their traveling or whatever. And you talk about an icebreaker question. After all, you go to a networking event to learn about people, to learn what what they do, and once you learn about them and what they do, you find out ways that you might be able to help them. You don't want to tell them, hey, I'm an estate planning attorney, and the guy could care less. You know, He doesn't care. He doesn't have any need for an estate. But you find out about him and that he plays golf and all that. Maybe you guys set up a golf date. But try to get around this I am going to tell you what I do and let them tell you what they do and what they like and things of that nature. Um, One of the things um, that some people very rarely do, and I I think this goes a long way, is go up and introduce yourself to the person or persons who are are hosting the event. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you're new, baby. Because here's the thing, if you let them know you're new, gonna want if they're hosting an event, they want people at their event, so what they're going to do is introduce you to people, so find out who's hosting the event. go up, introduce yourself, and trust me they they will take it from there um One of the things i i think uh i'm I'm terrible at this but i I work at it. Is is to try to remember people's names. There's courses out there you can take, and it, there, there's all kinds of ways that you can you can teach yourself to do this. I know people say, you know, I just can't remember names, and et cetera, et cetera. But there are ways to 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 work on it, to teach yourself how to do it, and trust me, that will. It's amazing what that will do for you when you can remember. You know, I've met Nick 20 minutes ago. And I come up and I, I bring someone over and say, you know, John, I want to introduce you to Nick Augustine. And Nick goes, Wow, how did he remember my name? You that's know, tough. especially if he didn't, especially if he didn't have a name tag on, um, that type of thing. But but that's that's one of the things. Introduce people around too. Name tags are very helpful. And and so, but if you're you're talking to someone and you've met someone else, take that person over and introduce them. You be the connector for them too. You, you'd be surprised how that that actually comes back to um to help you out um, there's um and I guess we're we're getting pretty close to being out of time and I don't want to make sure I get this in after you go to a networking event, okay you have maybe met three or four people that you want to reconnect or connect- connect with you call them and schedule a coffee or a lunch or, or just some way to just meet them. Don't wait for the next networking event. If you've connected with someone that you think, hmm, I really like this person, I can help them or they can help me. Something was brought up in a conversation. Or maybe, as I just mentioned, maybe you find out they're a golfer. Um, you you call them up. You make that initial contact. Make it the, day, uh, uh, the next day or the day after, and you'll be surprised what that will do for your credibility. Um, you know, one other thing, and and again, I'm going to plug Bob Berg's book again. I don't know what page it's on because I don't have it in front of me, but he has a little note card that he's had made up, and it fits in a little regular envelope. He's got his picture on it, and one of the things he, he suggests people that, that right after you meet somebody that, you know, you may want to connect with, You send them a nice little note. Hey, uh, Nick, it was really great seeing you last night. I look forward to seeing you again. Nobody does that. Do you think you're going to be remembered the next time that person sees you? Yeah, you will. So uh, make sure that, you know, you do all this networking stuff, but make sure you follow up on it. Make sure that that person you met knows that you're interested in talking to them. And don't make it salesy. Don't make it, hey, I had somebody call me the other day at a networking event, and, uh, you know, it was the first thing out of his mouth was, "We wanted to talk to you about selling you some more insurance." And it was like, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to them. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. You, you just call somebody up and make it friendly. Gee, I really enjoyed talking to you last night, Nick. It was really an interesting uh, conversation we had about your radio program. Or, you know, you told me you went and you took a bunch of pictures downtown Chicago. <laughs>
0: um,
1: after you get out of the hospital from bronchitis, I'd like to see them. <laughs>
0: Good good Thanks. ideas. Good ideas, Jim. Um such good. I really like the idea of setting the note afterwards and again being uh what's the word? Being respectful of people's space is a good thing. Um just because we have a good time at a networking event and get along does not mean that we're going to be trading clients the very next day. So, again, it's good to take the time, reach out to the person, take, get to know them. And, and, again, people do business with people they like, people they know, and people they trust. So being someone they like is someone who's not trying to sell them uh, 50 new ways to improve their life every five seconds. So, again, be mindful. Have some human relationships and some human contact out there. It's a good thing, right, Jim?
1: Exactly. Yes. You, you know, it, without and the whole thing we're talking about is relationship. Everything we do these days is all relationship. Uh, some lawyers tell me where well, they're not in the business of selling. We're all in the business of selling, and it's all relationship selling. Um, and and everything everything out there um, is developing that relationship with someone so that they, you know, you said it, Nick. Know, like, and trust you. Yep. It's you know. Remember those words, and you'll
0: be you'll be fine. Very good. Jim, thanks for being on the program today. We will see you again one month from today on the first Thursday of March. Is that right? That's wild.
1: Yeah, Thursday. isn't
0: that something? We're in March already. Wow. it is. That uh, really it is really quite a quite a scary thing. Well, we're not in March yet. We have some time, but <laughs> yeah, March third. It looks like our yeah, next time you'll be on the program. So again, thanks for being on today, and thanks for talking a little bit more about the do's and don'ts of networking. Um, I really like the EOB statement. Get ditch the elevator speech and tell people why there's value. Um, it's a really good really good advice. So again, thanks for being on the show, Jim.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. The only thing at this time just goes so fast. There's so much I want to say and I got to, you know, kind of tone it down, I guess,
0: but uh I know, I know. And anyone out there who's listening should certainly the Get Clients Now program is a good thing. Should search Get Clients Now. Uh Jim Thompson, you want to give a website again, Jim?
1: Yeah, they can go to um, www.midwestconsultants.net. I also have another website, it's www.lawyersmarketingresource.com.
0: com. Wonderful. All right. Thank sure. you again to all of our listeners out there. Thanks for tuning into the Lawyers Toolbox program on ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. We also want to thank the intellectual property law firm of Nancy K. Ducharme, the lawyer market, and Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group. A couple upcoming shows we want to let you know about, and certainly we uh, do what we can to update the website with uh, upcoming shows. ALRPRA.com forward slash Law Talk Radio. Uh, For more uh, upcoming broadcasts, tomorrow, special broadcast, 8.30 a.m. Central, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we have Attorney Sahir Aziz, who is going to talk about the conflict in Egypt. She is an adjunct professor uh, at Georgetown University School of Law. She'll be on tomorrow morning bright and early at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Uh, Again, that's Central, 9.30 Eastern. On February 8th, Tuesday, we have Alan Sims. He's going to talk about bank and mortgage fraud and litigation. Alan's recently been on MSNBC. uh, Has had articles in the Huffington Post, and I believe the Associated Press just did a piece on his... Uh, role in the litigation again, where someone sued Bank of America and won. So, uh, next week, Thursday, Mary Erlane will be back talking about effective personal productivity. Mary Erlane always has great programming and leadership, uh, and just business, She's a business coach, she's got great content. So, we look forward to having Mary on on the 10th. Uh, again, by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice. Results may vary and are based on Specific facts and location. Communication with our attorney guests and among guests and callers on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have further questions, you're always encouraged to consult with an attorney and a professional in your area. This program is politically neutral and objective, and counterpoints to views expressed on this show are welcome. Finally, all callers do remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. These Law Talk Radio broadcasts are programmed to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine for ALRPRA Incorporated, and we thank you for your time.